The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 8.18, you're listening to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today the 11th of July. And our guests today are from St. Thomas Rutherford and the NICU division where they are celebrating, I believe it is a 25th anniversary there. So tell us more about that. And we have with us Alicia Gifford and also Wendy Underwood. So I guess let's start off talking about that 25th anniversary. What's that all about? Well, we officially opened our NICU July 1st of 98. Um, so we've been open for 25 years now. We just kind of wanted to celebrate um, being open that long and, and taking care of babies that long. So we're going to do a little get together this month um, celebrating that. And a lot has changed over 25 years, I'm sure. And a lot has changed in the world of, I guess, having babies for the first time. Uh, because years ago that was something considered quite dangerous but nowadays the care is much greater and much better in a lot of ways oh yes we, we've definitely improved in technology and um, like i remember back in the day our incubators were just really boxes with heat and now they do so much more uh, they weigh and give oxygen and um, also our um, our IV pumps, they've changed a lot, and the monitors and equipment's really improved over the years, as has medicine, too. So. What are some of the, I guess, most premature babies you have seen there at the hospital uh, over the last few years? We really get all different age groups. Um, we really like to keep 27-weekers and up, um, so uh, that's usually our age range. Um uh, we have seen younger than that, but um, really at this point in time, we keep the 27-weekers and up. Um, so what what led each of y'all to be a part of the NICU? Me, I had a daughter born um, over 25 years ago. She's now actually a nursery nurse with me, but she was born early. She was born at 34 weeks and two days, um, came early. We did not have a NICU back then. We had what we called a special care unit back then. Um, and she was on oxygen, IV fluids, monitors, and I loved that. I wanted to help take care of babies who needed that kind of help. Um, I was in nursing school at the time, so when I got out, I knew that's what I wanted to do. We didn't have a NICU, so I worked in the nursery for a while, then went up to the pediatric floor. Then when I knew that we were opening the NICU in July, my manager knew that's what I wanted to do, so she asked me if I wanted to transfer. So I moved down March of 98 um, to start training, and then we trained, and then we opened in July. So I've wanted to do it for a pretty good while. And then, Alicia, what, what landed you there? Well, I'm actually the manager, so I have been a nurse for 21 years. Background is labor and delivery and nursery. Um, moved here from Kentucky um, and worked. I've been at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford for nine years as the manager for the NICU nursery for five years. Um, so I've always loved women's. Um, I can't imagine doing any other job other than the women's. 
is, division. Is that a stressful area to be in? I, I mean, because I could just imagine the emotional roller coaster at times, especially for the new moms there. It is stressful, but also very, very rewarding. Like, I love going to a delivery um, to a premature baby, one that's going to be with us for a while, uh, watching them grow, watching them learn how to do, um, you know, the, the baby things like eat, keep their temperature up, um, watching the parents learn how to take care of them, and then ultimately getting to send them home with the parents. Um, that That's worth it to me and when those parents first come in i'm sure some of them maybe a lot of them had just suffered something traumatic maybe a car accident but something led them to the point of having to have that child premature so they're probably often in a panic yeah and we we really try to involve them in everything so they feel comfortable with everything going on Um, so we we teach them how to uh do what we call hands-on care change diapers check temps and be become comfortable with um the situation that they're in um we uh are there for them answer questions uh, we also prepare them to go home with their babies so we do what we call a rooming in so even before they get to go home they're with us 24 hours staying the night with their babies so that they're really comfortable taking care of their baby when they go home and when a newborn comes into the world premature they often have to stay at the hospital a lot longer of course than you know your traditional delivery so are some of these parents there for months on end or some of the the newborns there for months on end yes they can be generally the rule of thumb is to aim for your due date so if you've been born early and you're eight weeks from your due date, the general rule of thumb is you're going to be there about eight weeks. A lot of times it's a little earlier than that. Um, every now and then they may have complications where it's a little later. But um, we usually tell them just, you know, your goal is your due date. I can't imagine being in a hospital bed for, for eight weeks at a time. Yeah, yeah, it can be long, yeah. That, that would be tough, I'm sure. And it's got to be hard on the entire family. I mean, I'm sure the husbands are there not knowing what to do at times because it is a lot of up and down of not knowing what to do. Yeah. And we, we try to be really open with the parents and they can call anytime. The two banded people can come in and visit. We never close for them. So even if they're up in the middle of the night and want to come in and check on their baby, they can. We have um, what we call a NICU camera system. So uh, they can watch their baby if they don't feel like coming in um, or can't come in. Uh, if they have family members in out of state that aren't able to be on the list to be able to come in and see the baby, they can log in and uh, watch the baby 24-7. So we, we do try to involve a lot of people. And because you had a premature daughter yourself, does that make it harder or did it make it harder on you in the beginning when you first started working in the NICU? I don't think it made it harder. I think I understood more. I think I'm, I like to think that I'm more empathetic because I have been there and I, I understand what it's like to not have your baby come into the room with you while you're at the hospital. You have to go to the NICU or back then special care room uh, to see your baby and it not be in the typical what you think of as going to be your delivery. I, I've been through it and I understand. And because you were saying that, you know, your daughter was born premature, that that was kind of your motivator that got you 
geared towards being in the NICU, it sounds like. Yes, yes, it was. And for those out there listening, what what can they expect when they first arrive at the NICU? Because do a lot of these things happen real fast as far as, you know, the person's doctor says, well, we're going to have to go ahead and send you to the NICU. We're going to have to go ahead and induce labor. I mean, what, what happens usually? Yeah, a lot of times it is very quick, and we have a lot of parents that are still in shock when they come into the NICU. Um, so when they first come in, um, usually we'll bring the, the significant other into the NICU if the mom's not able to come in at that time. We'll go over um, everything they see. Like, we'll talk to them about the monitors that the baby's going to have on them, um, the IV fluid treatment, the oxygen treatments, and then um, we go over a list of uh, like what to expect in the NICU um, visitation list and then uh, we also talk to the mom when she's able to and kind of go over all the paperwork and the NICU orientation with her so that they feel comfortable with everything that's going on around their baby. And again this morning guests from Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford and the NICU celebrating 25 years at the St. Thomas Rutherford location on Medical Center Parkway and again uh, 25 years that NICU when it first opened what what was that debut like well it, it was pretty pretty quick it was um, we got everything ready got the equipment ready and then day one all of a sudden we got babies so it was very exciting um, we were all looking forward to it of course nervous but definitely excited and uh, it's amazing to see that one little room back then how big we have become now so. now I, I know the national institute of health recently reported that uh, more and more women for the first time are are having their very first child at age 35 plus and i'm curious are you seeing 35 plus year olds in the nicu you know having a baby for the first time because i've always read that you know the older you get the I guess more dangerous it becomes to have that first child. We do. Um, I think families nowadays are um, waiting until they get their life, um, what they call, you know, lined out, planned out. So we are seeing that older age category. Um, but with our OBs, we have um, maternal fetal specialists. If they're considered high risk um, with that older age, they are followed more closely. And with that older age group, are they having to stay in the hospital a lot longer as well? Or are they often, you know, in and out like a lot of other parents? Often in and out like other parents. So it's really wild how long or how far medicine has come. Yes, absolutely. And what is that NICU atmosphere like when you walk in? I mean, is it kind of a home setting? What, What does it feel like? It, I believe it is a home setting. I have to agree. When you walk in, you know, we have nurses that greet you, um, other parents visiting. Um, and so with our physicians, our neonatologists, our ne- um, neonatal nurse practitioners, and our nurses being there, um, rounding, um, it's just an open environment where, um, you know, everybody knows everybody. We also have a NICU Facebook page that we invite all of our past and present um, NICU babies um, and parents to be on. And we actually get to see those families grow. They get to post pictures on there. So um, as a group of nurses, we get to, to watch those babies grow. 
Um, and then we also have a NICU reunion. Um, we get to have that this year. That'll be our third annual NICU reunion that we're going to have in September. More information to come on that, but we're going to encourage everybody to join. It'll be a, a good time to, to celebrate um, and get to visit with one another. And because we're talking about premature babies that are, you know, a lot of them very medically fragile, are you having to do a whole lot more on that floor as far as security goes and not letting you know a lot or too many people up there and and how do you fight germs and stuff on that floor right now we we do limit visitors the two banded people can come anytime we don't close it all for them and then we let them pick um, four other visitors um, and then siblings can come in 12 or older so right now that's what we're doing to kind of limit um, the people coming in and the potential for bringing in germs into the NICU. And of course, if you're sick, um, any any fever over 100 or anything coughing like that, we really don't want you to come in. Um, uh, we do offer masks if you request a mask. But uh, but right now, just the, the limited visitors is what we what we do. And what are some of the number one things that you would tell a family when they're, you know, preparing for that stay in the NICU? Um, when preparing for the stay, um, just ask questions. Anytime they think of a question, um, if they can't call or come in to ask us right then, write it down. Um, as far as anything from home, get your support people to help you home-wise. If you have other children, um, you know, see if people can watch your children so you can come up to the NICU as often as you, you want to. Uh, and of course helping with the home like cleaning and everything so that's one less worry you have but the biggest thing is if you have a question please ask us and you know i i don't know if you have to tell a lot of new moms this or not but it seems like a lot of people they don't want extra help they turn people down i don't know if it's out of pride or what but how do you go about telling some of these brand new moms out there you know if somebody offers you help take it because you're not going to be able to literally do and fulfill everything right now i mean that that's just it you just tell them like that and just take care of yourself um you know you, you need to take care of your yourself so you can take care of the baby when he or she comes home but also we want you in as much as you can to learn how to feed your baby take care of your baby um so if that means you need help at home uh, you know you need help at home and what are some of the biggest worries of these new moms who are having a child in the NICU what are what are some of their biggest fears they tell you in the beginning um are things going to be okay is this normal um are they going to be okay long term um uh things like that that's probably the biggest question we get and then over your years of being there that question of you know is my child going to be okay long term are they going to experience additional health problems in the future what have you typically seen um i mean as far as when they go home and health issues in the future it's just whether or not they hit or miss milestones so that's a lot of times that's not something you can see or know when they're in the NICU um, and that's a, one thing with our Facebook page we keep up with the the families and see how they're doing and um, so have, have there been some babies there that you know you really didn't know what day-to-day -day was going to look like for that child you didn't know what the future was going to look like but you've been literally surprised at the outcome and how well that child has done 
especially when you look at that Facebook group and, and see how that child has matured over the years. Oh, yes. We, we see that quite a bit. And then there's some that we wish would get on the Facebook page so we could see how they're doing and um, love seeing how they turn out and, and how well they're doing. And I had a, a nephew born at 30 weeks, little three-pounder, and um, now he's an adult with his own children and just seeing how well babies who are so sick and so little turn out is pretty awesome and because this is the 25th anniversary of the NICU it is that point where you're probably going to see a lot of those who were born there you know if they go into the field of nursing or they become a doctor chances are good they may want to come back there and work in the NICU like like you were saying about your daughter yourself yeah yeah we hope we hope so I would love to have some of our old patients come back and work with us and, and again, and go ahead. A couple of our nurses that we have now have um, wanted to uh, pursue working in the NICU because they themselves were a NICU baby or they had a sibling that was a NICU baby. And uh, again, this this 25th anniversary of the NICU here in Murfreesboro, the actual, I guess, celebration of it is going to be when and families who have a child that was born there, they're welcome to what, come out? For the celebration they are we're going to have that um the 27th of this month from two to four on the in the third floor classroom um and we are inviting all past um, associ- um associates that have worked for us and physicians um, and any family members that would like to come most certainly they're welcome as well and again going back you know 25 years ago and even 30 years ago what did it look like for families when they were told you know we're going to have to go ahead and have this baby you know you're going to have her or him premature what did it look like back then 30 years ago compared to the technology today of course like i said technology has really really improved um we have like saved earlier babies gestation wise like babies that we didn't think would make it 30 years ago we're now managing to save and a lot of times they do well so just the fact that the earlier ones 25 years ago may or may not have done so well they're now doing better due to medicine technology so i I think now the outcomes are better just by improved medicine and technology of course it's amazing how far we really have come but it's even more amazing because when i look at murfreesboro I, i think i still see that small town of murfreesboro so it's wild to think we have this large NICU service right here in Murfreesboro, and I'm sure it serves a lot of people from neighboring counties. Yeah, we do get from several other counties, and we are a, a large NICU getting even larger. We're doing an addition right now to it. Currently 16 beds, and we'll um, grow by six, so we'll have 22 beds. So are there NICU services in, in any of the other hospitals, you know, other than Nashville, in our immediate area, are there other NICUs available that are as large as the one here? We are the largest in Rutherford County. We do have um, in Smyrna um, at Stonecrest, they do have a, a NICU there. We are the biggest in Rutherford County. And again, this morning, we're talking about the NICU as they celebrate 25 years at Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford here in Murfreesboro. And we're going to take a short break and we will learn more in just a few minutes. Time right now, 8 37. Again, you're listening to WGNS. Broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE has provided light, comfort, and connection to our community since 1936. As your trusted energy advisor, MTE is always here to help. Connect online 
online or download the My MTE app. Learn to make money five ways with rental real estate. Double your money with apartments and get your map to financial freedom. And that map starts with a free workshop. Sign up now at lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the Join Free Workshop tab and attend online or in person. That's lifestylesunlimited.com. Lifestylesunlimited.com. Again, that's lifestylesunlimited.com. Limited seating, unlimited potential. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. We need to be especially mindful to protect our pets from fleas and ticks. Here at Animal City, we carry a variety of products to keep your dog and cat safe. In addition to products that will directly protect your pet, we carry a variety of items to keep your home safe as well. Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. You can find us at Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad. CBS News Brief. Despite billions of dollars in federal aid, a new study finds elementary and middle school kids are still way behind post-COVID. CBS's Jim Crisula. Most public school students in the U.S. need an additional four months of schooling in reading and math to catch up with what they lost during the COVID-19 pandemic. Ukraine's Vladimir Zelensky's just landed in Vilnius, where NATO allies have begun a two-day summit. President Biden spoke in Lithuania today. They've heard me say, my American president heard me say many times, I still think that, uh, that President Putin thinks the way he succeeds is to break NATO. Not going to do that. Member nations are not expected to approve Zelensky's bid to join. In Vermont of the state still underwater after a summer's worth of rain fell in less than two days. Kendra Rickerby lives in Ludlow. Kind of a shocker. I got to admit, went to bed not realizing it would be this bad. CBS News Brief. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The Blue Raider fan source for officially licensed Middle Tennessee gear is Raider Tees. T-shirts, caps, sweats in all sizes, designs, colors, children's to plus sizes. Raider Tees has decals and license plates to show everyone your favorite team. Plus check out their wide selection of Blue Raider art, jewelry, even golf tee markers. Show your Blue Raider pride with the largest selection of Blue Raider merchandise anywhere by shopping Raider Tees, 910 Ridgely Road, just before the bridge over Broad behind Chewy's. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.40. Again, you're listening to WGNS. And our guest today, Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford's Nick Yu, celebrating 25 years. Guests are Elisha Gifford and also Wendy Underwood. And uh, once more, we are talking about that Nick Yu as they celebrate their 25th anniversary. And for anybody listening who may be interested into, you know, getting into that field what are some things that you would tell them? Maybe it's a, a nurse who is currently in school or somebody training to, to be a nurse who's in school, but they're wanting to get into that field and work in the NICU. What would you say to them? I would really encourage them to contact someone as like the manager um, and job shadow. Um, you know, you, you think that you may want the NICU or you think you may want the nursery. Um, but once you get in there and you're, you know, clinicals is way different than when you get in there and you're actually doing the job day to day. Um, so I think job shadowing is huge because you get in there and you really get to kind of see what you, you do on a daily basis. Um, so we encourage every nurse that is looking that has not been in that field before to job shadow. I would imagine that you've got good days, you've got 
some not so good days where it is a lot tougher on you. You know, you go home with whatever tragedy unfolded that was sad and you take it with you. So that's got to be tough at times. It is. It's very tough. Um, I'll let Wendy speak of that since she's more at the bedside, but I, I just see it daily in in the stress of some of the ladies that I get to work with that, um, you know, some days are worse than others and some days are better. So um, It can be, but generally the good days way outweigh the bad days. So to see a happy family and a baby getting to go home with a family makes all the bad days worth it. And we had one question texted to us. Uh, speaking of some of the harder days, opiate addiction, of course, is a big problem, not only in Rutherford County, but all across the country. So what happens when a child is born who is already addicted? The, the second they you know, are, are coming into the world, they're, they're battling an addiction that, uh, of course, the average person doesn't see it but you know that it's there. How do you go about handling that type of situation? Well, with us, we do a scoring system. So we watch the baby, monitor the baby. Um, if we know it's a potential for the baby to be withdrawing, we'll usually watch the baby for at least five days. Um, and then once they score a certain number um, on the scoring system, then we start our treatment, which um, then they go to the NICU and we start treating them with medicine. Uh, we also try a lot of comfort measures. So we have a mama roo that we use. Um, we also encourage the parents to come in as often as they can to help hold and comfort and soothe their baby um, to hopefully make the stay not as long. But uh, but we do, we do see it quite a bit. And I would imagine that for a lot of those new moms, maybe they had a drug addiction going in there, but at the same time, I could see we're having that child would be a turning point in their life. Yeah, and we, we do encourage the moms to be as involved as they can and and uh, and help help her as much as we can. We, we um, are really there for her and her, her baby. So if that's one of those scenarios that unfolds in the NICU, that's one of those things that does happen more often than a lot of people really know of. What about other things that bring a mother to have to go to that NICU, such as car accidents. Is, is that something that often happens or what do you see on a regular basis? Um, most of the ones we get, um, if they're premature, a lot of the times it's the mom had been having some issues during pregnancy. Um, a lot of times it's um, high blood pressure issues or just her own health. Um, every now and then we'll get uh, a preterm baby from a traumatic event but generally it's it's mom's health that uh, requires the baby to be delivered early sometimes it's uh, something's going on with the baby in utero that they have to uh, take the baby a little early um, and it's not just uh, premature babies we see we also have term babies that are sick um, that can be born with infection or term babies that have blood sugar issues that we have to give them some IV fluids to regulate their blood sugars for a few days. And I know we talked a, a little bit about how there's a lot of parents out there who are first time parents at age 35 plus, but on the other side of that, what about when you get a mom who is extremely young? Does that present problems as well? We really treat them the same as we do every other mom. We um, are there to support them and their whoever their significant other is, whether it be the uh, the baby's father or 
maybe her parents um, were there for for them we give them resources any resources they might need we have a pretty awesome um, case manager group case management group that has a lot of um, community resources for parents that may need extra help so we try to set them up with anything home-wise that they may need i guess what i'm thinking is you know if if an older mom is at a higher risk whenever they have that child because of their age is someone who is extremely young also at a risk to have a, a premature baby or are there other risks that go along with that with younger in age we don't see that often so that's usually not something that that does come up and i know we we said this a little bit off the air but um are you currently looking for any nurses in the NICU or is that a field where you don't see a lot of turnover we don't actually have a lot of turnover in the NICU. Once, um, like I said, some of our nurses have been there for a long time. We currently have six that started 25 years ago that we still have with us today. So, um, but yes, if if you're interested in coming to work for um, Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford NICU, um, we do have a couple of positions open. Um, more than welcome to go online and apply for those, and we will get those interviewed and peer interviewed. Now, at St. Thomas Rutherford, you did mention uh, the NICU is actually growing, right? We are growing. Um, like I said, hopefully um, by the end of 2024 or 25, we'll have those additional beds. Um, so we will be able to have 22 NICU beds. So okay. somebody who is in school now to be a nurse would right now be a good time to start making that relationship with that department? Absolutely. And what would that look like? I, I mean, would it be somebody volunteering would it be somebody working to get hours for school what what would they be doing we um, offer a lot of different programs we do have a volunteer program um, we do have um, nurses that like I said we encourage to job shadow that might work in a different area that's interested in coming to the NICU so we encourage them to job shadow and then um, once we have a position open up for them then we can just transfer them into that position and when you look at all the different families that come in and out of that NICU is it ever hard trying to sit down and talk with them about the circumstances of that birth maybe maybe they're overly excited about what's taking place or maybe they can't grasp what's taking place but how do you get through to some of the parents about what's about to happen or about the child that's going to be born premature how do you talk with them because i can imagine emotions all over the place at times we have some really awesome neonatologists that work there um if we know a mom is going to deliver early, a lot of times the OB doctor will request a neonatology consult. So our doctors will go to the room and sit down with the family and tell them what to expect and what to expect with who all is going to be at the delivery and what we're going to do with their baby right after delivery. Um, so they kind of come in knowing if, if there is time. Now, sometimes it's emergent and they don't have the time to... Um, but a lot of times we have a heads up and they do go out and talk to them. And then once the baby is born and we get them settled and do their IV and their lab work and their x-rays, the doctors will go out and talk to the family and sit down with them and explain, this is what we see so far. This is what we're treating. Um, and this is kind of what we hope to expect. So they're pretty good about sitting down and 
um, answering questions and of course if the family comes in and they ever request to speak with them again we'll get them there uh, we have uh, neonatologists and nurse practitioners and they're 24 7 so we can go get them at any time and let them talk to them one of the other questions we had texted to us was in regards to the OBGYN. They were asking, is it going to be the same OBGYN that I have been seeing if I learn I have to have a premature birth? Uh, or do you have special doctors who come into the NICU for, for those births? Or is it their same doctor? It most likely will be their same doctor or that group that their physician is in. Okay, and then another question here, is there a place in Rutherford County like the Ronald McDonald House, like what is in Nashville, which is a place for families where they can stay to be close to their babies in the NICU here? So is there anything like that here locally? Unfortunately, no, um, but we do offer um, hotel rooms at a discounted rate that's close to the hospital. And then we also have, as long as we have the rooms available, we do what's called a courtesy room, and that's where mom and dads can stay um, in the room for free, close to their baby for a certain amount of days. And then of course, like Wendy mentioned before, um, always the night prior to the baby's discharge, we always um, encourage them to room in with their baby. And I can see where a lot of families who may be coming in from Coffee County, Bedford County, that would be quite the drive each day if they wanted to come back and forth, back and forth. So that would be an issue, wouldn't it? It is. And we do see that sometimes and um, our foundation here at the hospital is wonderful and they help provide gas or food for any of those families that are in need and need that extra help. Do you have a lot of people coming in from those other areas like Bedford County, Coffee County, Cannon County, or are most from Rutherford County? We see a large variety every county in the close. We actually get River Park. They actually ship us some babies too. Um, so we McMinnville. So we see those babies as well. Literally people from all over Middle Tennessee, they end up there at the NICU and it's got to be different for a lot of them because it, it is a trying time in their life. If you were to say, well, the average person who comes to the NICU is such and such age and this is what the problem is, would you be able to do that? Or is there something that is extremely similar about the majority of those who are in the NICU? We really have a variety right yeah. now, even. I mean, we get them just preterm, blood sugars, infection. There's there's really not one main. I, I would probably say we might see a little more preterm than all of them, but, um, but we do have a variety. So literally every day at work is a totally different day. I mean, the, it sounds like there's no two days that are similar. Oh, no, no. They're all all different which which is why i love working there because um, i love excitement and pretty awesome job and again the 25th anniversary of the saint thomas rutherford NICU, and uh coming up in september that is what officially NICU awareness month well in in september is going to be our NICU reunion we usually do that in september so we're going to have that um i do believe it's september 10th so september 10th is when that's going to take place at those types of events do a lot of families who had children there, do, do they show up? Yeah, we had a really good turnout. We haven't really done it since COVID, um, but our last one, we were so big that we outgrew the the room that we were having it in. So we've, we were moving it to a different location this September. So yeah, we were pretty impressed with the turnout. How did you have to handle the entire COVID pandemic? Because 
rules changed at hospitals all across America, and I can only imagine that even more rules had to be changed for the NICU in particular because of that fragile state of a lot of the babies there. Yeah, one of the biggest changes we noticed was just the the visitation. Um, there, when it was really um, high number of cases here, we had to uh, trim back our visitation to just the two banded people only, which is mom and her significant other. And we've since, as the numbers have gone down, um, increased the number of visitors that can come in to four others uh, plus simbli- siblings over twelve. Um, but the visitation was probably the biggest thing that, that hit us. But thankfully, even before COVID, we had those NICU cameras in place. So if they weren't able to come in and see the baby, they can go online and see them. So we had, had those before, thankfully. Did you have some moms who actually had COVID when they were given birth? And did that cause any additional problems in that entire pregnancy or in the birth? We did have actually a couple of COVID positive moms that we delivered. Thinking back to our first little family, um, sweet family. I don't know. I don't think that we've seen a difference in the extended stay of our babies. Most of the time they got to go home with the moms. Um, We did have occasional baby that required, but I think it was premature and mom had other issues going on. But some of our babies that were born with COVID um, or moms of COVID actually got to go home with their moms. So as we close this morning, what would you say to somebody out there, a family who maybe they're about to go through something pretty extensive and they're about to have a child in the NICU or maybe they do right now? So what what would you say to them as we close? Um, I would say, again, if you have any questions at all, we are open. I mean, we are more than glad to talk. Um, we have some moms that even if they know they're coming in and they're going to have a baby early, they'll call us um, from home and say, hey, I'm set to deliver early. Can you give me information about your NICU? And we're happy to talk to anybody. So you can set up a, a lot in advance. If you know it's right around the corner, you can, I guess, figure out details of what you need to do, what you need to prepare for in advance. Absolutely. And we want you to be as knowledgeable and informed as you can be when you come in. Again, our guest today, Alicia Gifford, Gifford, and also Wendy Underwood with the Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford NICU, celebrating 25 years. And uh, once more, thank you both for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for, having for having us. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.